Welcome, families, to another episode of Thriving Autism Families. I'm your host, Crystal Sanford. I'm your autism and IEP advocate. I am a special uh, education advocate, and I'm an autism parent just like you. And on our show, we discuss all things autism. We seek to offer you insight, humor, and hope along your autism parenting journey. Now, our topic today is autism and dating. So hold on to your hats. We've got a great episode with Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the episode. Yes, we're so excited to have you here. This is one topic that we haven't talked about here on our show. So um, really excited to hear what you have to share for adults uh, who are autistic and are needing some help with friendships and dating relationships. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah. So again, parents, this is Thriving Autism Families. Know that this show is sponsored by the Sanford Autism Advocacy Group, uh, where we offer uh, support for you along your IEP uh, journey as well. And also know that the information that is shared is for your informational purposes only. If you are in need of medical or legal advice, please do contact a professional in that area. So again, our topic today is autism and dating, and we have Jeremy Hamburg. Jeremy is the founder of My Best Social Life, where he is one of the first dating and friendship coaches in America to focus exclusively on transforming the social lives of autistic young adults. A peers certified autism social skills instructor, Jeremy's clients make new friends, develop relationships, and build a vibrant social life in less time than they ever thought possible. Over the last 12 years, Jeremy's combination of world-class support, a comprehensive step-by-step -step social strategy, and a supportive online community has empowered his clients to meet countless new people, make tons of new friends, go on exciting dates, start amazing relationships, and some have even gotten married. He's dedicated his career to empowering autistic adults to live their best social lives, and he helps them do it with a deep commitment to compassion and sensitivity. Well, Jeremy, this is amazing. You know, I too parent uh, a young tween now. Um, she's 11. And, you know, friendships has always been on the forefront of my mind. I know parents who are listening probably could say the same thing. Um, as much as, you know, we talk about IEPs, you know, I support parents with that process. And, you know, there's academic stuff to work on behavior. But it's always been personally one of my biggest um, areas of concern is, does my kiddo have friends? Um, is she interested in friends yet? Um, you know, what is that going to look like for her socially? Um, and so I think what you do is amazing um, in helping uh, these young adults to be able to thrive in this area. Thank you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what got you started. Um, and I, I really love to hear a little bit about everyone's story. So tell us what led you um, to this uh, thriving practice that you have now. As I tell people, you know, if you had asked me 15 years ago, do I think that I'm going to be an, you know, autism, friendship and dating coach, I, I probably, you know, probably would have laughed. Um, I never expected to be, uh, you know, a friendship and dating coach in the autism community. I had a successful career as a lawyer. First, I was a prosecutor in Bronx County, New York. And then I was in-house counsel at J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, where I did litigation and law enforcement issues. Mm -hmm. um, but the 
autism community invited me in and you know thanks to them i realized that as much as i enjoyed my legal career um you know coaching young adults on the spectrum is my calling so you know back in 2006 i started a young professionals organization on the upper west side of new york city uh, and it quickly grew to well over a thousand people Wow. And, you know, on a Friday night or a Saturday, we would throw events and we would regularly get 100, 200 people, you know, to come out to, to what we were doing. Yeah. And it quickly became clear to me that, you know, most of the people who were joining us at these events were, you know, they were single and they were looking for someone, but they were really struggling to meet each other. Uh, and I would walk out of, you know, these events with with new friends and, and, and new people in my life. And I didn't really think very much of it at all. Mm -hmm. um, but one day uh, I was on the Staten Island Ferry with a couple of friends uh, and they asked me, you know, what what am I doing, Jeremy, you know, that mm -hmm. that they aren't. Um, and they asked if I could teach them, you know, how they can walk out of these events with you know, with new people in their lives too, with dates. And for me, that started a three-year journey, you know, researching the science of attraction, the psychology, the biology, the neurology, you know, of, of, of what it takes to, to build a, a connection with another human being. And when I was done with all that research, I, I approached a friend of mine, uh, Shoshana, at the um, Jewish Community Center in Manhattan, and I asked her, you know, I said, hey, Shosh, can I do a workshop, you know, about like how to land a date? Yeah. And wow. you know, she said, sure, <laughs> sure. As long as I don't have to pay you, Jeremy. <laughs> I said, okay, deal. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I did those workshops uh, and they were very, very popular. But, you know, unbeknownst to me, the, the JCC Manhattan had three special needs organizations under its roof. Okay. And one of them is a, is a very prestigious organization called the, uh, the Adaptations Program at the Silver Center for Special Needs. Okay. Um, and I did dating workshops for all three of those organizations under the JCC's roof, but Adaptations invited me in on a, you know, for on a long-term basis. Let's okay. let's call it that way. I worked with them for for three years wow. um, running friendship and dating skills programming. And you know, the truth is, Crystal, I, I, I tell this to everyone, you know, in the early years, I learned more from people with autism than they learned from me. Like, oh yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, but but I was hooked, right? What I saw was a community of people that wanted connection and friendship and relationships so badly. Yeah. Um, they wanted love so badly, and they were they were just struggling so mightily to make it real and to and to grasp that. Yeah. And nobody seemed to have an answer for these struggles, right? It was it, it just it was a struggle without you know, a, a scalable solution. And, and that drew me in, right? You know, if there's one word that I sometimes use to describe myself, it's tenacious. I'm tenacious. And when I see a problem that needs solving, you know, I'm tenacious about solving it. And, and the harder the problem, the better. So, you know, I've spent the better part of the last 12 years, you know, building and honing and perfecting my strategy for helping adults on the spectrum meet new people and bring them into their life. And, and that's what my best social life is all about, and, and the program that I run, which is called Social Life 360. Um, you know, we dive deep into the strategy for for building the confidence and, and the skills and the social life 
um, that that my clients want. And we do it intensively because I think that that if you want something in life, you really got to work hard at it. Um, but I do it with a commitment, as I said, to, you know, to kindness and, and, and compassion um, and sensitivity. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, I think some of us, some people who are listening might say, especially if their kiddos are younger um, in their parenting, because, you know, majority of people listening are parents. Um, but I feel like this information is so valuable because your kiddos are not going to stay little forever. Um, you know, and we know that there are some hallmark challenges that our uh, kiddos have, uh, young adults have that um, can impact their ability to make long lasting relationships. And so whatever we can do and learn now to help them and guide them, I think could be just invaluable, you know, for them as, as they get older. So um, I can imagine there's some parents that are thinking, well, you know, my kid likes playing alone. My kid, you know, doesn't really want any friends. Um, you know, is, is that what you've heard from these, from autistic adults in your interactions? So it's really interesting. You know, I do get parents that sort of, you know, contact me all the time. They've seen my, you know, free training and they say, Hey, you know, I, I want my I want my kid to have friends, right? I want my kid to have a relationship, but you know, he, he doesn't seem to want it. She doesn't seem to want it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what can you do for me? And, and you know, first things first, right? If you want something in life, you need to work for it. Right. So there has to be a desire, right? Yep. There has to be a desire for something in order to, you know, to do the work. Mm -hmm. But what I tell a lot of these parents is that you know, a lot for, for some of your sons and daughters, they're saying that they don't want anyone in, in their life. They're saying that they're not lonely. Mm -hmm. But what they really mean is that the gap between where they are now and where they want to be is so wide that they just don't see a path mm -hmm. to having the life that they want. And so it's just easier to say that you don't want it yeah. than, to, than to struggle and fail to try to achieve it. And so... I would say that, you know, for nine out of every 10 young adults on the spectrum who I talk to and I say, hey, are you really okay being alone? Or is it just that you don't know how to get from where you are now to the social life that you really want? Nine out of 10 will say, I really am lonely. I just, mm -hmm. you know, I just don't like to admit it. I don't like to talk about it. You know, I've learned how to, how to numb that pain. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know how to make friends and I'm, and I'm sick and tired of failing. Yeah. Just wow. sick and tired of rejection and rejection and rejection. And so I've just learned to live with my aloneness. Yeah. Nine wow. out of 10 times. That's what it is. Wow. That's so, that's so telling. And you know, I really, I guess why I want you on the show, I feel like your insight and what you have heard and learned from autistic adults and individuals is just, um, just so necessary for us as parents. Um, and, and I could totally get that. You know, my daughter now is 11 um, and we can now have conversations about this kind of stuff. Right. And so as much as she has always been like that observer, she'll just kind of walk the perimeter, monitor playgrounds and stuff and not really enter in unless somebody brings her in. Um, and now in talking with her, you know, she says it's hard, mom, like it's hard to have friends. It's, it's hard to talk to them. And so it is like a default. This is easier to just not to not try and just to kind of watch and observe and stuff. So, so we're working on, we're working on that, but um, it's not necessarily that it's not a want. And so that's really uh, important for us to know as, as parents. Um, 
So what struggles do you hear your clients sharing with you um, about adulting as an autistic, uh, you know, young adult? You know, adulting is is another catchphrase, right, that people talk about living an adult life. Uh, what are their struggles? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think you took a stab at, at defining adulting. And for me, you know, adulting is all about the um, the transition from childhood to adulthood. And so, you know, with that said, I think that, you know, for most people in the autism world, they would say that there are three overarching adulting struggles, right? Number one, housing and independent living. Number two, jobs. And number three, you know, the loneliness, isolation, social part. Okay. Um, you know, autism is a spectrum, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, which means that my client struggles are a spectrum too. Right. And, you know, some of my clients have their own homes and some live with their families and some live in, in college dorms. Some of my clients have professional degrees and jobs in their industry. And some of them work two or three jobs and they're trying to, you know, move up in the working world. But all of my clients came to me because their adulting struggle, as we're calling it, right, was 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 loneliness. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the friendships they wanted. They didn't have the girlfriend or boyfriend they wanted, right? And it was a it was a huge hole in their life that they deeply wanted to you know to fill. So they came to me because I you know I work with them on on building the confidence they need to be socially successful and building the skills mm -hmm. they need to find their tribe, you know, and to and to bring you know and, and to bring their tribe into their world, mm -hmm. um, you know. And what people often forget is that the skills that I work on with my clients are are absolutely critical to you know solving the job struggle and solving the independent living struggle yeah you can't land a job without being able to interview mm -hmm. right that's mm -hmm. a social skill yeah and you're not going to get promoted at your job without being able to get along with your coworkers and your manager yeah that's a social skill yeah and you can't live independently with have you know if you don't have that job to pay the rent, and and you, you can't live independently without the self confidence to be out there on your own, mm -hmm. solving all of life's problems when you are on the spectrum. I think starts with mastering social skills and building your confidence around that. So that's why it's what I have focused my career. That's amazing. Wow. And parents, if you're just joining us, we're here at Thriving Autism Families and our topic today is autism and dating. We've got an extra special guest today, Jeremy Hamburg, um, who is the uh, designer of the program, My Best Social Life, um, really the a curriculum for life uh, for our uh, individuals who are autistic. Um, and so, Jeremy, that's just um, so important what you just shared about these three primary areas of struggle uh, in adulting as an autistic individual. They really all kind of wrap around social. Um, they you know, all wrap around social. Really do. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And, you know, having been a speech pathologist for all my life, um, 
social is so huge for me. Um, you know, that was just really one of the pieces that I enjoyed in serving uh, the autistic population is working on those social skills because I know how relevant they are. Um, but, you know, even more so you're saying, I mean, they're relevant for life. You know, like you said, you know, if you're going to have roommates, if you're going to have confidence, all these things um, come from uh, a strong sense of uh, having some social skills and confidence in, in that social area.